Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, an OnlyFans journey and the most annoying animals. You know, when I decided to put my vagina out online, I was like, this is all or nothing. This is go big or go home. That whole year was like, should I do this? Should I not? Should I do this? Should I not? People are going to call me this. People are going to call me that. What if my family does this? What if that? What? I mean, everything went through my head and I had processed it for the whole year. I think that a lot of people didn't realize the work it was going to take, the consistency, more than anything else. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. It's been really cool to hear from so many of you uh, so many of you over the last couple of weeks i we love getting the feedback and i really think it helps helps us improve the show so anytime you've got something to say we would love to hear it so our first guest has had a very interesting story over the last couple of years she has gone from a business owner to only fans to adult movies to acting and all of that has happened just in the last couple of years so it's really interesting to hear what it's like for somebody who went in to the adult entertainment industry and how quickly things can change on so many levels this is actress Jenna Starr. Is this a career that you ever thought that you would be in? Absolutely not. How did you kind of find yourself in it then? Um, I think one thing led to another. Uh, I felt like it was like a calling. It was something that I was supposed to do. Uh, just really weird things would just happen to me. And it was almost like people kind of aligned me to it. I would be on the beach. Uh, some random group of guys think I was some porn star. Like maybe over 10 years ago, my ex, his best friend used to call me Jenna Star. And he, hey, Jenna Star, <laughs> you look like a porn star. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I just felt like it just, I was like, I'm supposed to be doing this. You, you kind of started with an OnlyFans and then you shifted into more mainstream. I uh, was already doing the OnlyFans as much as I could and knew of, like, full force. And I got a, an inquiry from Brazzers. And they just said, hey, you know, we'd like to know. It was on my Twitter. They were like, hey, we'd like to know if you would uh, like to shoot for us. And if it works out or whatever, we can talk about more scenes from there. And I was like, you know... When I decided to put my vagina out online, I was like, this is all or nothing. This is go big or go home. If people are going to talk about me, just know that I, I made it somewhere far, as far as I could and made my dreams come true and gave my family what they needed. So I was like, yes. Now, when you were doing the OnlyFans, was that the whole thing? And by the whole thing, I mean, like, were you showing everything or did you kind of like, all right, I'm going to start out with this and then go to this and, or how did that work? You know, I was doing, you know, the showing my vagina, making customs, uh, just people would ask me for things and then I would just make, I'm like, okay, I think I could do it for this price and just kind of, you know, trailblazing that thing. 
So you were one of the people that really like started kind of the only got started in OnlyFans and then went into mainstream. Yeah, I actually started it. I had opened it even a year prior to the when I when I started putting stuff out, and then that whole year was like, should I do this? Should I not? Should I do this? Should I not? People are gonna call me this. People are gonna call me that. What if my family does this? What if that? What I mean, everything went through my head, and I had processed it for the whole year. And then finally, one day, I woke up and I was like, these people aren't paying my bills. These people don't really care about me. Like, people are going to talk about you no matter what you do. People talked about me when I ran a wholesome, nice business, you know? And I ran that business for five years until COVID came in and, you know? And so it's like, I'm going in and I'm going all the way out. (laughs) What has been, like, the difference between kind of being out there on OnlyFans versus being out there in more mainstream applications? Most of the difference is the experience between the two that you go through as a job. They are different. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I wasn't Honestly, I wasn't really sure what to expect. And I had like months to like, I'm one of those people where it's like about something. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like building up and I was so nervous and I had months because they contacted me in October. We didn't schedule my scenes until February. So I was really nervous. I was scared. I didn't know what it was going to be like. I didn't know what the guy was going to be like. I had three scenes like consecutively. Um, I didn't know how people were going to treat me. I was just kind of more like, you know, what if people are rude or mean to me or, or pushy or you know, I had all these like fears, you know, and I also had like the positive of the unknown, you know, we're just going to go figure it out. I didn't really tell a lot of people at all that I was doing it because I wanted to go in, in a very positive energy, um, you know, and bring that forward and my, you know, like willpower forward, like, okay, this is something that I wanted to do. Like, was that the first time that you had ever had sex on camera or had you filmed that before either on the OnlyFans or in your personal life? Or was that like, was it a completely new experience? Yeah, I think I had a couple of things that were made personally, but not many because I, I wasn't really, I, I was very shy of showing my vagina. I thought it looked ugly and weird. Um, and so I felt really like self-conscious about the way I look. But there are some videos out there that were not my consent that people maybe I was just hooking up with. I didn't even know that they were recording me until I was like, wait, what are you doing? You know, like that transition going from kind of OnlyFans into the more mainstream stuff. How has that kind of changed your life? Uh, which part of my life? <laughs> I guess just having what to me I would assume would be more exposure, right? I would think that it's more money, more notoriety, more yeah, everything. Definitely for the better. Absolutely. I feel like this year is going to be really huge for the the starting of things because I'm still pretty new. So I feel like a lot is going to happen this year, maybe double, triple the success that I had last year. And weren't you like the most viewed? Last year for 2021, I featured in 
Ooh, it's like the slutty, scrunchy lookalikes. It's a tongue twister. With Kaylee Gunner and Kyle Mason, uh, great performers. And we got our video. It was uh, the most viral scene of the whole year on Brazzers website. Now, what, what, looking back at it, like, why do you think that was? I haven't seen it. So I don't, I can imagine, I can imagine what was happening, but like. First three scenes that I did with them, we did them. The first one was Bridget B. Like something about hot wives or I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the second one was boy girl with Brazzers, uh, Cordovas and the, Third one was that one with Kyle Mason and Kaylee Gunner, and these were all. This was like the same week, so it's like my. It's basically like one of my first videos, you know. I had no idea that that was going to happen, um, so I, I I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. I feel like we all just really tried and and just had fun with it, and who knows, you know, it just blew up. <laughs> Do you get paid more based on how much, how many times it's viewed? Yeah. So it's how many people viewed, uh, the scene, uh, just went crazy. Will you get paid? Do you get paid the same, whether like a hundred people see it or a million people see it? Like, is your pay structure set? We get paid to do the scene. And what comes along with that are the fans, the followers, the subscribers, uh, the views on our own stuff. So a lot comes with it. It's like marketing. After you went into the mainstream role, when was the first time that, that you felt like, oh, wow, this, this is different? So people were already recognizing me before all that um, because of my own work of building my own fan base and my Instagram account and my my OnlyFans. And so people from the cities I would post in after so many posts and people just start to know who you are. So I already like had that, like people were knowing who I was now doing the pro scenes just kind of gave it like a, like it's like giving it like a, a big, huge kick. Um, and I think right now I'm starting to realize that I probably need security I've always had a lot of strange things happen to me, like with men uh, following me around, you know, bugging me, like trying to do a lot of like, weird things and stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I just this last week I had uh, I got I was staying in a hotel. I'm not going to say where. Um, and I get up in the morning to go get coffee and I open my door and there is a note under the door and I pick up the note and it's like, I saw you checking in. I just want to let you know. And it sounded like a manager, which was funny because I was like, okay, this person has to work here because how would they know what room I was in? And why does it sound like if there's anything you need, let me know. And, um, I'm just, I was just starstruck when I saw you. I really wanted a picture, but I left my phone in like the Uber. I was just like all this, um, and then they were like, I'm in room, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. So I go down to go get my coffee. And the whole time I'm like, who in the world is this person? And then the guy comes up to me and was like, um, I hope I, you know, I didn't bother you by my note. And I was like, 
who you left the note. And he was like, yeah, I, you know, and I was like, yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> and I, you know, and I asked him, I said, you know, cause he, I'm like, you know, if I was an athlete or, you know, a music artist, would you have just approached me and said, hi? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, why don't you treat me the way that you would treat other people? And I always tell people like, you know, when I get on my lives and stuff, if you see me, just say hi, because I can see all the weird shiftiness going on. When you went into the, the mainstream industry, did you have to, like, did you talk to other people that were in the industry? Do you like? So I didn't tell anyone. I told my brother, my sister, and one of my best friends. Um, I didn't really want a lot of negative, like I said before, I didn't want a lot of negative energy in and stuff. Now I did reach out to a couple of girls, I'm not going to say who, but I reached out to some, you know, girls and I wanted some advice and I had some questions and I never got responses. So I walked into everything just very green. Um, and I don't say that it is in a sense like, oh my God, I found out all these crazy things. It's just like, I'm learning as I go. I do have, um, you know, some people now that I can talk to um, and get advice about like personal things in the industry, which is great. I'm super thankful for as we all know, a lot of us don't have a lot of people to talk. Yeah. When you're like, I would imagine there's not a lot of people that are in that situation, right? Like who are you getting advice from in that circumstance? And your family can only listen to you. Like they're like very supportive, but like all they can do is just be like, huh? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> The people in your life, when you told them, were they supportive of it? Did they discourage? Did they not know what to say? So I've never really had my dad in my life. And I already know pretty much what he would say. Um, I, I mean, I just know how he is. And then my mom, my mom's one of those people where you can't just drop a load on her. You got to like work it on her. Yeah, you got to like prep the groundwork. Yeah, so I have I did groundwork on my mom. You know, with a lot of things that I do. Um where I prepared her, you know, slowly but surely I didn't over um, you know, do a sensory overload on her. I just told her like, "Oh my goodness, mom, I'm so excited." I'm like, oh, like I just this huge company. I'm going to get to do you know, like they're just so huge and, you know, and I get to do these, you know, like I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> She's like, hi, great, great. And it took so many times. And then I slowly but surely, every time I talked to her about it, it was like a little bit more of information, a little bit more of information. Um, you know, and then I add some jokes in and I, I joke around and stuff. So I kind of know how to like introduce things to my mom to where, you know, whether she agrees with it or not, you know, I just kind of go in and, you know, I give her the information and it kind of calms her down. And then she's like, all right, okay, this is what you're doing. All right. How, how would you say like society, and I know this is a broad question, but like, how would you say that society has generally responded to it? Uh, like, do you feel... Do you, are people judgmental? Do they not care? Like, what do you? I would say there are a lo like a lot of judgmental people, but there's also a lot of just. I think people are really curious, like a lot of curiosity about the lifestyle. And I think this, like, I I would say what well, I thought a lot of people had it figured out, and then now I know they don't, which I also don't either. If that makes sense. It it does like what what things would you say like oh I don't really have that part of it figured out. 
you know, I would just say the personal aspect of it. You're just kind of like, I, I don't know how they coincide. You know, I haven't figured it out. I'm new. I'm very observant. And so I'm observing a lot of things right now <laughs> and just how things go and, and, and what works for other people and, you know, just really keeping my mind open. Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions? Sure. What other names did you consider besides Jenna Starr? Um, I didn't really uh, consider much of any other ones. That one just kept sticking in my head. I had to stick with it. I know some people are like, oh, you should have done that. But my, my mother named me Jenna. That is my birthright name. And she named me after a celebrity. So I feel like it was meant to be. How does it get determined who you're going to work with? Like, do you make requests? Do they make requests? Brazzers assigns the situation. Um, I've sent some requests and I mean, I'm sure they just probably like, okay, this is what she would like to do. I, I heard that they'll do that, but I think it's really just like match. Like they try to match you up with an idea. Unless the I, unless you're doing like a fill-in scene, like you get a call and someone canceled their scene and they need to, to do the scene, it just wasn't planned. What are the men generally like? And I think what they mean by that is like, are the men usually like, all right, I get to have sex? Or are they kind of like, this is a job and this is what I do for my job? I would say it's really a little of both. Like they're excited and it and it's their job. Yeah. But it's not like overly like, oh my gosh, I'm having sex with this beautiful woman kind of stuff. It's more like, yeah, it's Tuesday and this is what I'm doing on Tuesday. I mean, they do express that they're very Yes, that is true. <laughs> There's an easy way to tell, isn't there? There's kind of a dead giveaway on if the men are excited or not. Um, yeah, I'm nervous. Some are nervous. This is a little bit of a deeper question, I guess. You made the transition from OnlyFans into mainstream. During the pandemic, there was a lot of people who started OnlyFans. Do you think that most of those people knew what they were doing? or knew what they were getting into in the sense that like, once you go down this road, there's kind of no coming back from it. I think that a lot of people didn't realize the work it was going to take the consistency more than anything else. Um, there are probably a few people who opened that can of worms and realized that they weren't. I know one girl had told me that, she tried to start it, but then her kid's father brought it up in court and then, you know, and whatever. And then it makes them feel bad. And then, so they, they quit. Um, some scenarios like that. I, I, I'm sure that's probably happened to people. I haven't really heard a lot of that. I've just heard more than anything people just not understanding what it takes to be successful at it and just quitting and getting tired of it and, and wore out. How often will you generally like for only fans or things like that? Like how often will you usually post? Daily, all day. Oh, it's all day. Mm -hmm. Like just, do you have to post content or is it just responding? Uh, like everything. 
making content, posting the content, responding to your fans. Now, not only do you do that, but you hit your marketing on Twitter. I do most of this stuff myself, like your marketing on Twitter, Instagram, uh, two Instagrams, Twitter, TikTok. You have to have content for all these platforms. And it is a lot of work and it's so much more work than people realize and definitely work more than the nine to five. Do you, in that regard, like in the amount of work that you have to do, do you have to do that to be a certain level of success or do you have to do that to make any money period? It's all, you got to be like all access all the time. You've got to build yourself up marketing. It's about being relevant, consistency, and connecting with people. What is your most interesting request? Recently, somebody asked to eat my shit. I don't know how to react to that. Me neither. Did you respond? I said no. First of all, it doesn't seem healthy. More than anything else, that's the first thing that I think of. It's like, <laughs> that's not good for your digestive tract, man. Uh, no, there's bacteria in there. I don't think I would really want anyone, number one, eating my shit, but even just owning my shit. <laughs> like, even if they weren't going to eat it, it's like, no, I'm not, I don't know what you're doing with it. Yeah, I don't know. Growing another me, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, you don't have to give their name, but on a scale of one to ten, like one being somebody you've never heard of, 10, we're talking like Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington level famous. What is the most, what, like, what rank would you give the most famous person who tried to slide into your DMs? Uh, you know what? Recently, I just got a really big one. I'm not even going to lie. Low key, I was a little excited. I usually don't really get excited because I feel like you're just sliding in like everyone else. And uh, I'm not really a clout chaser. So, but I'm not gonna say home. Oh, uh, but somebody really, really, really cool slid into my DMs like a week or so ago. You're busy, they're busy. I also don't get overly excited or chase them chase them down or or always agree to like, I'll fly you out kind of thing. Cause it's just kinda like, wow, well, I gotta work, I have a life and you know, yeah, let me just go hop on the plane for some, you know, dick. You like, okay, I got I to gotta get myself ahead in life, too. Are we talking acting, sports, music, politician? Music. Can you give us the genre of music? I want to say rap, but this person is, more, is like flexible with their music, and they have some other stuff out there. Like, like you're going to hear, you would hear their music at like all parties. You know what I'm saying? Um, this person, oh yeah, yeah. Person has held longevity and re and been relative for years. That's pretty much all the questions that we got. Most of them are kind of along those lines. Like, I guess, where do you, you know, where do you think the future? Where do you think the future goes for you? Is this is this the the immediate plan, the short term plan, the long term plan? So this is immediate and medium like short term um like i said i'm doing this there's a reason i'm doing this i'm following an intuition um 
this is going to get me to the next longer stage in my life, which is like investing. Um, I want to be an investor. So that's what I'm working towards. So I will transition out of this um, with, with the success that comes with it and the finances, I will use that to be an investor and then, you know, take care of my old lady self. It's a good point. Like do most um, actresses who are in the industry, like, do they have a kind of a shelf life? Like, Oh, I got, I got five years. I got 10 years. Do they know that kind of going in? I mean, if they thought they knew, you never know what it really could be when it happens. Um, I would say it probably has to do like you start finding out with your body, what your body can actually handle because it's, I would, I'd say we're athletes. We're, we're sexual athletes. Um, It's a lot of work uh, to do the professional films and I would say it's all going to be based on your body and, you know, maybe you have your own personal goal. Like you don't want to do it past a certain point or whatever, and you want to get out or maybe some people get tired of it or they realize it's not really for them or they stay and they just keep going and they got that, that milf to guilt to, you know, at some point we got to draw the line. Like if we're getting into hundred year old, like, she was a very mature woman. Very, very mature. Okay. You can answer this question. You cannot. Right. So like when it comes to the money-making part of it, are we talking like five figures, six, seven, like how well compensated are actresses like yourself? So I have ser- like several avenues of income and together, you know, it's uh it's you know i do okay i want to thank jenna so much for joining us if you want to connect with her we have linked to her on our social media accounts we're profoundly pointless on tiktok twitter and instagram and we have also included her information in the episode description okay now let's bring in john shaw and get to the pointless part of the show Whoop, there it is. You know it. I haven't heard that in a long time. Whoop, there it is. Come on, yeah. Whoop, there it is. Still a good song, though, when it needs to be. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it's one of those endless classics of a, of a dance. Like, you, nobody really knows what, what the song is about. It's about, like, it's time to get going. Like, whoop, there it is. Like, yeah. Have you ever had a time when you're on the dance floor and uh, a song just comes on and you're like, yep get the fuck out of the way because it's 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 on i can't force it like i if somebody was ever like hey do like do a dance i couldn't do it but i can let the rhythm hit me you you look like a guy that uh lets the rhythm hit you speaking of looking like can you explain to people why you have a flavor saver uh do i have to I mean, it's not, it's not on purpose. You looks, listen, if you have, if you have a flavor saver for people who maybe can't see this or aren't aware, a flavor saver is like a little bit of like a soul patch looking thing that John has underneath his bottom lip right now, which nobody at the age of 35 should still be doing. I'm not 35 yet though. So we're all right. It doesn't matter. 
I, I can't think of an example when somebody should have a soul patch, but there's no, like, why do you have a flavor saver right now? I mean, to be honest, and I don't get to say this very often, so I'm going to relish in this. Uh, I just, I haven't shaved in, in probably five days, maybe a week. And it just grows in like a flavor saver? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't grow, I don't grow hair left or right of it, just, just right there in the middle for whatever reason. Well, you got to shave that off. Like I won't full shave every single day, but I can grow a mustache pretty quick and I look like a weirdo with a mustache. So I trim that every single day and that takes me a couple of seconds. And there's no excuse for you to just be walking around with a flavor saver. Have you ever done anything that is socially unacceptable? Like something that people would look at and if you told them that you did that, you'd be, they, they would give you a look. Uh, I mean, it, it's not it's not out of the norm to me, but uh, my love of uh, tabletop games uh, seems to get looks sometimes if I'm not in the right crowd. But uh, you know, no, not not really anything that I can think of that would be classified as like unnormal in society. I grew up in a smaller town, so I have a lot of things that would get me looks there, mm-hmm. but not here in a bigger city where I live now. Right. Like I like house music. I'm a fan of animation. Right. And growing up in Derby, yep. Kansas, those things can get you some looks. People are going to make fun of you about that. You did happen. In, how many people uh, in Derby, Kansas? 30,000. But it's one oh. of those places that it's 30,000 people, but it's 30,000 of exactly the same people. Like they all live <laughs> in the same bubble. There's not a whole lot of uh, differentiating opinions, so to speak. No, everybody's basically the same. Like they're different versions of the same people. Listen, I I got a bachelor party that I plan coming up next weekend and I have a physical the day before. So if the test reveals something terrible, I won't know till after the bachelor party. So good, make it worse. Just make it as bad as you can. (laughs) Let's do it. But uh, yeah, man, it's all good. I'll be here at least for another six months. I've reached the age where I'm not actually sure if I'm going to wake up the next day. (laughs) <laughs> like I've reached the age now where I think to myself as I'm going to bed at night, it's like, man, I hope I get through tomorrow. Listen, actually, you know what? I need to cut you off. I, I need to, I need to bring up something that's been bothering me about you. I can't forget if it was Saturday or Sunday morning, but I text you something and it would, it would have been about nine o'clock your time. And you send me a text back saying, you know, I'm a man, I'm outside taking care of the lawn at 9am. Yep. 9am is way too early to be doing any kind of, of yard work. Not when you get up and you get shit done and try to make the most of the day. I don't fucking lounge around just waiting for the world to come to me. I'm out there getting it. And I had actually already woke up and worked out. And the night before on Friday, I stayed up until 1130 with my wife smoking and drinking. And I'm up (laughs) at 7 o'clock out the door. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm proud of you. You only get one life, John. Fucking take advantage of it, man. Don't sit around watching Formula One all day, sending tweets. You know what? But you got to enjoy life. And that, that's, that's what I enjoy. And you know what? I enjoy being here with you right now. Aw. <laughs> it's nice. Get... All right. Should we just give some shout outs? Move, just move. waiting for you to do this. Move. <laughs> move, move on. To, I got new settings. For those of you who can't see this, I'm uh, not in my normal spot today because uh, my house is a literal, a literal pile of just shit nobody wants. I mean, because we're we're having my. Why basement. do you buy that much stuff? I don't. That's the okay. Hmm. 
I don't want to get into this rant, but I feel like you kind of just brought it up. So I'm going to take one minute and explain what happened. I took the day off Friday. But we're, we're having our basement demoed. So I take the day off to, to basically try to move my entire basement to the upper floor of my house. We have a ranch, so it's just, you know, a couple bedrooms, whatever, on, on one floor. I get probably 65% done. Like, I busted ass. I probably moved four dozen boxes, filing cabinets, everything. Saturday and Sunday were supposed to be like the cleanup days, you know, like we, me and the wife come down here and the kids are napping, we finish, blah, blah, blah. We learned that we cannot work together in, in that kind of capacity. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because to me, everything just goes in a fucking box. I don't care what it is. I will figure it out later. Or if it's like a, lo- like a loose piece of clothing or something, it goes into a box. My wife, this is her reaction. Say there's a, a pile of clothes. Well, I'm going to spend three hours going through each article of clothing because maybe we want to give it away. Maybe I want to keep that. Maybe, maybe, well, I don't know if I want to donate that. We'll put it in the middle. That is not efficient, sweetheart. So we ended up fighting more than we got anything done on Saturday. So uh, so that's where we're at. Basement's still 65% cleaned out, and that's why I'm down here right now. Okay. It's your fault. It's not my fault. It's not my learn. You should have known. First of all, you should know your wife well enough to know that that's what's going to happen. And you should have planned in advance and adjusted your timeline. Second, that's what the other spouse is supposed to do, right? You're always going to have one person. You're always going to have the other side of the equation, right? That's making sure you're not just throwing stuff out willy nilly. Because what if you throw out your kid's first jammy, right? You're throwing out sentimental value and you've got to check believe you're agreeing with her on this. And what, of course I agree with her. She's fucking right. I'm not throwing random stuff away. We just don't have time to be piddly dicking around down here. Then you should have started earlier and then you should have made it a point to go ahead and get things done early, right? You're the kind of guy who's going to call up somebody at work or at business Mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, I need this thing right now. Your failure to plan is not my problem. You should have planned ahead, and you it's should have started planning. this a long time ago. First off, you know what? It, it doesn't matter. It's not my fault. I'm not taking any responsibility for my wife's inability right. then to be able to pattern. things. This is the pattern in your life. This is but the you know pattern what? in your you, life is that somebody else is always no. responsible. <laughs> you know what will fucking happen? I'll, I'll get it done. Always somebody else's fault. I always fault. get it Never done. Never John's fault. I always get it done. All right? Did you get, but you didn't, you didn't get it done. You're supposed to get it done on but Saturday and Sunday. You, know you didn't. You're still 65%. He's getting gonna, heated. He's getting heated. His soul patch is flaring up right now. <laughs> send me a text. Send me a text about it. I'll, I'll piss me off that way. All right. Let's just give some shout outs. This is <laughs> what people really want to hear anyways. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll start off with Oliver Ludden. Appreciate you. Stefano Bajono. Uh, Jaws True. Nathan Kane, Mike Raz, Kimberly Sullivan, Nick Johnson, Sean Rennie, Braden Bates, and Philip Bond. You guys uh, got picked out. You get the gold stars. Thanks for checking us out all over social media. All right, Nick, uh, I got a couple of bangers for you. Honey mustard or mustard? Which one's better? Mustard. Mm. I'm not wasting my time. I am generally not going to go with the secondary flavors of anything. Like I want the main bold flavor of whatever I'm doing. If it's ketchup, I want ketchup. I don't want like sriracha ketchup. 
I don't want honey mustard. I don't want like other flavors of the main flavor. Just give me the main thing. When is the secondary version better than the main thing? That's actually an interesting kind of, you weren't arguing, but that's like an interesting point. It's like movies and sequels. Like usually there are hardly any secondary things that are better than the original. Because you put basically all your thoughts and stuff into the first thing. And then you're just trying to come up with, well, what else can you do? There's not a lot of Terminator 2 is probably one of the few movies that the sequel is better. Some of the Rocky movies, I think. I mean, Rocky 4 is probably yeah. the best Rocky. I mean, there are some sequels that are better. Uh, but I mean, like TV shows, usually the first season, maybe the second are the best. Everything else is terrible. I'd almost go with the first episode now is generally the best episode of every TV show. Hmm, that's a bold statement. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Bold statement from a bold man with a nice haircut. Both of us, John and I, got new haircuts today. I did. I did. You, How much you know, did you pay for that haircut? How much did you pay? Uh, with tip or just just the haircut alone? Both. A uh, haircut itself was eighteen, and then I tipped mm. them. Tipped them uh, twelve, so thirty bucks. Oh, yeah. wow! Yeah, that's sixty six percent tip. Yeah, I try to take care of them. They're they're super friendly. They're awesome. So. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. Okay, all right. Mine you? was twenty two. I went five dollars. Twenty two, and I went five dollars because I'm fairly cheap. <laughs> yeah, you cheap. But asshole. here's the thing. This is my only thing about this is that I used to work in the service industry and worked on tips, and I always thought, me personally, as a bartender, the idea that somebody would give me a dollar for opening a beer bottle, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Like, you give me a dollar, like. I just never put that much of a value on it. And okay. so what I tip, though, is what I would be okay with getting tipped. Would, would you say more than not you got tipped shitty? Or because of your good looks and stunning demeanor, you got better tips? Oh, I was too drunk to know. Did you even have any questions for me today? Did you even say any questions to me today? I asked you, but then I got upset about your flavor saver. I was at that about your if you've ever done anything that was considered socially unacceptable. Oh, got it. Okay, I was you know I'm forgetting. We already talked about my. You already answered. Well, there it is. Uh, Man, I got some popcorn that's like stuck in the back of my tooth. Ah, oh, drive me crazy. It's not popcorn. Um, all right. So this one, uh, say you're at the beach. Are you going to uh, take a shower in the community shower? You know, that stupid little thing that they have that you can go into real fast and rinse off? Or are you just going to suck it up and, and go home and not even bother to get in that thing? I say that because there was a study that was just done that says that those places, like outdoor showers, are the most contaminated and bacteria-filled uh, uh, places that you can that you can be pretty much out of anywhere. Like, think of, like, the bathroom uh, like a public restroom, an airplane, an airplane restroom, and it's the fucking community showers, you know, at like a beach, like where you go with your suit on and you just turn the water on and it watches the sand off. Yeah, watch out for there because yeah. they're, bac they're bacteria pools. So are, are you one of those? Are you one of well, those people? Well, where is – I'm going to rinse off if I'm at the thing, but are we talking about like just the little spigot that's sitting outside – yeah, with with right? the shower. Are you talking about like going into a building? No, you're just like, talking about like yeah. there's usually like a wooden thing that sits up, and then there's yes. shower heads on yeah, it. Yeah, dude, no, no. Why I, would that be so 
bacteria laid in. Apparently, they don't get washed, and people, and, and the bacteria just grows. You know, and mo- most not most times are not obviously they're on beaches, so it's warm and it's humid and it's just ugh, no. I'm good. I, I never did it before. I'll never do it after after reading this survey that that was done. Well, I mean, I probably won't do it once until I forget about this. But I'm not really generally that worried about it. I, I don't think I've ever really used one of those. I'm definitely not sober. Just because I've always kind of found it a little gross. Now I won't wear I won't go barefoot there. I won't go barefoot pretty much anywhere. <laughs> that I'm not doing. That that to me grosses me out. Like the people who go barefoot into the bathroom at the beach, oh, I don't know what you're doing. Like that <laughs> grosses me out. Like just even the thought of it makes my toes curl. Uh, let me see. I have a feeling you're not going to give a shit about this, but I thought this was interesting as hell. When I say the name Chupacabra, what does that mean to you? Oh, some kind of one of those like cryptozoology mythical beings out of, I think that one's out of like Mexico or South America or somewhere there. It's basically like the Sasquatch for the Pacific Northwest or the Yeti and but the Himalayas but, or something I, like that. I feel like every time something happens like this, uh, people like me make a big deal about it. And when I mean people like, you know, people who love this kind of stuff, love the the thought that it could be possible. But uh, apparently one may have been captured on a uh, surveillance camera in Texas. Look, if somebody brings the specimen forward, okay. But the simple answer is always the best answer. I go back to that every single time. What are the chances that there's this rare animal that has never been seen, no one has ever had a specimen of it, scientists have never been able to find it, and suddenly it is captured on surveillance video? Because remember about this, right? If this animal is going to exist, there has to be multiple of them in order to basically continue to procreate. And there's got to be, how many animals does there have to be in order to essentially keep the population going? So there would have to be like hundreds or thousands, or tens of thousands in that area, and only somebody just happened to see it this one time? No. It's like a shadow. It's just a weird-looking one. It's not. It doesn't exist. Sasquatch doesn't exist. None of these things exist. I I, I agree with you. on a, like Realistically, I agree with you, but I'm trying to get better after a dinosaur conversation we had years ago. I've, I've been trying to be better and keep an open mind to these things. John doesn't believe in dinosaurs. It's it's not that I don't believe in them, but it's kind of along the same lines of what you just said. There's some bones left over. We don't even know if those possibly, you know, were at, were dinosaurs. Maybe they were just super large dogs. Like who who knows? I can't get into this with you with your soul patch. <laughs> Listen, I I believe I I believe in dinosaurs. I love Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum, if you listen to this, I'd love to have a chat with you someday. Jeff Goldblum's overrated to me. Always oh, has been. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Don't you make me stick out the flavor saver. God, just shave it. It's just like one quick shave, man. It's just like, done. Done. I, I will. I, when you brush I your will. teeth, you just nip the flavor saver, man. Come on now. It's basic hygiene. Okay, are you ready for a top five? I am. Give me a second. I'm looking at my haircut in the in the camera. Yes, no, that's one of your better haircuts. Thank you. Are you a dramatic haircutter? Like a little oily. Are people always going to notice when you get a haircut? Are the people generally like, 
oh, he got it. I think he got a haircut. Or people are like, oh, he got a haircut. Like, do you get it dramatically cut? Yeah, I usually, well, because, yeah, usually people are like, whoa, he got a haircut. Because what happens is my hair grows so fast, I usually wait a month and a half to go. And by the time I go, you know, the front is down to my, you know, like my the bottom of my forehead. The sides of my hair are like a bush. I mean, so you can tell when uh, when I get mm. a haircut. So I'm usually about every five weeks. Mine's more like, did you get a haircut? I think <laughs> yeah. he got a haircut. I think he got Not a haircut. Like, oh, he got a haircut. I think he got a mm. haircut. I think most men are probably, oh, he got a haircut. Or as most women, you're generally not going to tell. If you didn't know this about women, if women change their hair, you got to pay attention to that. Maybe you need to, yeah. I think maybe you just need some basic like spouse lessons about how to coexist with a partner. No, I I, love, huh. I don't even want to get into it. It wasn't my fault. All right. And it's frustrating to me. It's not my fault. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nothing ever is, John. Nothing ever is. Not my fault. Okay. Are you ready for? Are you ready for a top five? Yes. Our our top five is top five annoying animals. All right. My number five is a cat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. More, but I'm not annoyed by specific cats. I'm more annoyed at the idea of cats. One cat I've never found to be really annoying, but just cats in general annoy me. Yeah. So uh, to me, the reason why it's on all my top five is cats, they're so damn smart. They know what they're doing. They're lazy as fuck. They don't contribute, but yet they, you know, when, when they want you, they come around. It's like, it's like being used, but being used by a pet that you don't want in the first place. That then knows they can take advantage of you, and they do so. Mm, I agree. I don't have them on my top five, but that's I am okay. All right, I like them. Okay, uh, my number five is dolphins. I just don't trust them. I don't trust them, man. I have dolphins on my uh, my honorable mention, but uh, just yeah, just because I think they're overrated to an extent to where I I just don't understand why people love them the way they love them. I think it's just because we've made them so available, you know, like circus creatures. That's the only reason why. Right. Yeah. I don't trust them. <laughs> They're up to something. What's number four? Uh, so my number four is uh, uh, cockroaches. I thought we would get into this, but do you find them to be annoying? Cause if they're annoying to you, then you need to really kind of reevaluate what you're doing. Cleanliness wise in your household. I think now disgusting or gross. All right. But annoying, yeah. like you're usually not seeing them. They're not bothering you, which is why I have an issue. So this, uh, actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going to amend it to say palmetto bugs slash cockroaches, which a palmetto bug is just a, a larger version that flies of a cockroach. Uh, and that's all really Super cockroach really. Yeah. Essentially like alpha cockroach. Uh, but this really just stems from my time in Florida, uh, from where, you know, they're, they're just com kind of commonplace there. I mean, you leave a bag of, of sweets open on your counter and, and it's going to be filled within a week. Like if you just leave it open. I mean, well, why just, would you leave it open for a week? I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm just saying that like they're, oh, they're, it's, they're everywhere. It's, it's the cockroach's fault that I left this bag of chocolate oh open God. on my counter for a week. You remember last week when I got mad at you and I accidentally muted myself? 
<laughs> it's yeah. coming again. I can feel it. I can just I feel it. it. I can just feel the rage. Uh, my number four is deer. They're always getting hit on the roadways. Like, learn to stay off the road. You got to see those signs, then you got to worry about if you're going to hit a deer. I, I don't think they're annoying, though. Per se, mm, I don't. I don't I find them. Are. I I don't find them. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think they're annoying at, at all. But that's you know. Yeah. Well, be is, from Kansas, where there's deer everywhere, and then you'll be like, God, deer. Get out of the way. Derby, Kansas. Right. All right. What's your number three? Uh, spiders. I can see it a little bit. Like, you're definitely worried that there's going to be spiders. Like, oh, well, there's not spiders. Here's, here's why they're on my list. Technically, it's not because of, this, of the actual creature. It's for in the morning, especially in the summer, when you go outside and they've made some webs. You know what I mean? And you walk through oh, the webs. Oh, that's... Like... That's, that's a good why, point. That's why they're on my list because no, it's to me, there's not really a worser feeling or a worse feeling than taking a shower, getting ready to go to work in the morning. You step outside your house and you walk into a spider web. Yeah, I agree with you there. The spider yeah. isn't annoying. The spider web is annoying. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm. Good point. Good point. Uh, my number three is birds. Just all birds in general. I'm always usually annoyed by a bird because it's making noise, okay. doing something, it's chasing after you. Okay. It's waking you up, keeping you up. Like birds are generally kind of annoying. Somewhere along the same for me, and my number two are penguins. You find penguins to be annoying? Penguins I, are the best bird there is. I, I do. I think I think uh penguins are just overrated and you know I don't understand why at the zoo they every zoo you go to they have like one of the biggest exhibits, and it's just they're just annoying animals to me. They they let's go see the penguins, and then they just waddle their stupid faces around. One has like yellow hair. They all have different names. They don't really do anything for society. Doing something. The penguins are at least doing something. Most of the animals at the zoo are just like standing there. A penguin, at least you're going to see something, right? <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just, you know, I'm... Yeah, they're always doing something. No. My number two is a little controversial. My number two is dogs. I'm a dog person. Ooh. I own dogs. I like dogs, but dogs are annoying. They bark a lot. They can be demanding on you. Like, I like dogs, but they are hmm. annoying. Hmm. I mean, I, I once again, being a dog guy too, or a, a, a dog fan myself, I get it. But uh, I wasn't going to put them in my top five just because, you know, I love dogs. Probably my favorite animal is a dog. No, I would say that my favorite animal is also a dog, but it is annoying. They are an annoying animal. They don't like, God dang, I feed this thing again. Got to walk it again. Yeah. What's it barking about now? <laughs> Pissing on my rug. I'm telling you. on they're... my carpet. Right. Dogs are annoying. Great. But annoying. What's your number one? Uh, a goose. Hmm. For a few reasons. I just don't haven't had that many experiences with gooses. Geese. Well, they're they're not goose, nice creatures. They're always around. But here's no, the not. here's the one reason why. 
is because where I live, no matter what's happening, when geese cross the road, you have to fucking stop. It doesn't matter if they're in the middle of a supermarket parking lot, in, it, it, you know, in the parking lot of uh, Comerica Park, in my work's parking lot. And by the way, they're mean little assholes, too. Like, you get near them and they, they start... They are mean. They start hissing at you and they'll, they'll come at you. So, you know, I... That's like a deer to me, except they won't mess with you. Geese or, or, or gooses, whatever, are by far the most annoying animal to me. I, I can't tell you how many times... I've wanted to get, some, they're like a train. Like when they're crossing the road, they just take their fucking, they're like penguins, but not in the zoo. They just take their stupid sweet time. They look at you. And if you hit one or if you do something stupid, you're going to jail because they're protected. Uh, and PETA will hate you. But it's just like, like, come on. Like you guys don't own this piece of road. Sorry. Since you got a problem with a goose. <laughs> I like them now. Um. My number one is flies, man. How'd you not have flies at number one? Ooh, you know what? That was an oversight. I, I probably, yeah, f- flies. They'd be on my list. I don't think they would top, uh, they definitely wouldn't top uh, goose for me, but uh, uh, flies are pretty annoying. But I, I still think they wouldn't go above cockroaches and spiders either. I get unusually annoyed about flies because I'm not particularly good at killing them. Or it takes me more effort than I, it's not that I'm not well. I would say that I'm probably average when it comes to killing flies, but I feel like it should be easier for me to do it, which compounds my annoyance of them. <laughs> I, I guess you know flies are kind of like bees, bees to me or something. I feel you know they're around, but I guess I've never just thought of them as annoying. No matter how many times they buzz you or bother you, I've just I've never thought of a fly as an annoying creature. Hmm. It's your honorable mention. Uh, so actually, I have drain flies on there. You know, like what the, like, drain flies? Like, um, I mean, the, the best example I can say is like if you leave like a piece of rotten food in your garbage disposal, uh, you know, if, for a week or whatever, and like these little flies will come out. Uh, uh, no, you've never had them. No, because I fucking tidy up my house. I'm not I mean, just leaving food out for a week. No, no, it's it's not it's not it's not that bad. I mean, they can come up from the drain. They don't necessarily have to be in your house. Like they can just come up from the sewer or something. But uh, so drain flies. I also have ants on the list. Ants are pretty incredibly annoying uh, to me. Uh, and that's that was really. I, I also put polar bears on here, just because I think they're fucking overrated. You know, like really any kind of bear or like an elephant. Elephants are also annoying. You know, I always found zebras to be annoying. Yeah. Zebra to me is annoying. I get sick of zebras. They're not that great. There's like billions of them. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think of like a farm animal to put on the list. I feel like most farm animals are annoying. I don't I don't really care about horses that much. I've always found that like it's just it's, it's not right. Like a zebra if it wasn't black and white it would be below a donkey. Like people would not care about zebras at all if they weren't there if it wasn't for their color scheme. Sure, you're probably right on that. Yeah. Um owls owls always annoy me. They always kind of piss me off. Yes, sir. I don't like owls snakes i mean but i think that one's they don't bother me i've just never really wanted to have snakes around 
rats. I think a lot of people would have rats that are up there. Yeah, skunks, but raccoons. I you want to tell people about your skunk problem? No, because it all goes back to to me apparently not listening to my wife. So, mm, probably right. And John has we, a skunk problem that he's not doing anything about. Yeah, fucking six babies now. Six skunk babies. Anyone lives in Oakland County, Michigan, you're more than welcome to come pick it up. DM the show and you can come fix my skunk problem and have some pets. Why don't you get rid of them? I mean, you can just We're, have them taken out of there. Why don't you just call animal control or get yourself like a pest person? We we tried that last year. Three different companies. And the only thing they would tell us was, well, just cement the hole. You know, just, just pour cement in there. And if a skunk's in there, it'll come out. And if not, it'll just die. And my wife wasn't uh, wasn't wanting to do that. Um, so we went well, it sounds the- like you need to get down there. I ain't going down there. Fuck that. You, you wouldn't get, get down there. You wouldn't get in there either. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I w- I'm not if either. If there was a big problem in my house, I would get it taken care of. It's fine. Time to be a man, John. They're, they're under the porch. They're fine. They're not bothering anybody. So they spray my dog, and then we're going to have an issue. Oh, tough guy. You ever have a, a dog get sprayed by a skunk? No. And I wouldn't know either. I was just a smell. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's true. So you're telling me if a skunk sprayed you, you would not even have the slightest idea. You have no smell whatsoever. Okay, if I was bl- if you were blind, would you be able to see a really big building? I just realized that I've never really tapped into your uh, your can't smell thing. Like I'm gonna have to work on this as we get older. Okay, go come up with some good plans, I guess. <laughs> Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, leave us a rating or a review. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. We are still getting closer to adding voicemail to the show. I know that I've been saying that for a while, but like it's just me and John, which means it's basically just me. So it, it it's taking it's taking a little bit longer than we thought to figure out how to do this. Um, but we're gonna do it and we really do appreciate all of the feedback that we've gotten and we honestly love hearing from you. So thanks for taking the time to let us know what you think. And let us know what you think are some of the most annoying animals. I, I think I should have put owls higher. <laughs> 